I'm John. I'm Kevin. This is Brandon, and you're listening to The Sports Project. All right, guys, welcome to The Sports Project. I'm John. I'm here, as always, with Brandon and Kevin. Um, As you guys know, with the coronavirus, there's not a lot of sports going on, so we're just going to kind of do a podcast, letting you guys know who we are, um, and kind of the, the teams we're a fan of and, and you know, why, why I started the podcast, um, just give you guys an idea of what you're listening to and who you're listening to. Um, so I originally started the podcast. Um, I mean, I had been thinking about starting a podcast for a real long time, um, as, as primarily a sports podcast. Um, and it really came to me because I actually have a buddy of mine who we're hoping to get on the show, um, at least soon. Um, he worked for Atlanta United. He was, um, so I'll have to really confirm with him, but I believe he was like a ticket checker. So he basically, um, you know, if somebody had an online ticket or um, if they thought like a, an actual solid ticket was a fake or something, they would bring it into his office or he would go to them or whatever. And he would just confirm that the ticket was real, whatever. Um, so he worked for them and he, I talked to him quite often and well, quite often while he was there and it was just really cool knowing somebody that worked for a team like that. And I have for a long time, haven't really known, you know, what I wanted to do. And so what I want to do, like, as like for the rest of my life is like a job. And, um, it was like, that's when it hit me. I was like sports, obviously. Um, so now I'm going to go to school for it for some other stuff, but I really wanted to start a podcast because I'm hoping that, you know, this can be something that, you know, we build and, and later on I can have with me while I'm doing my other, you know, sports stuff. So, um, I, I, and then when I got to the point of, okay, I want to do a podcast, I actually had a buddy that right after, not long after I had thought about starting a podcast he comes out with a podcast and i started talking to him and realized man you just do it on this app that we do it on it's called anchor and so i got anchor and i started putting out a word out said hey i'm looking for people to do a podcast with and brandon and kevin of course they responded and it was really cool once we got everything together and it's been really fun so far i mean just you know, being able to just know sports a little bit better. I mean, it really has helped. I, I keep up with sports now a lot better. I know a lot more um, just because I'm reading up, I'm doing research. And in the meantime, I'm doing that. I'm also doing stuff for the podcast. So it's like, it's, it's a win-win situation. Um, but I mean, growing up in Georgia, I've always been a huge fan of sports. Uh, I've been a Georgia Bulldog fan all my life, been a Falcons fan all my life. I was going to Braves games when I was still in the womb. Um, so I, I've been a diehard fan of all my teams here, the Hawks. Um, I mean, United's only been around for a little while, but um, still a really big fan of them. Um, no matter how much they disappoint me, how often they disappoint me, um, primarily looking to Georgia Bulldogs and the uh, Falcons on that one. Um considering 328 just passed and they actually as a matter of fact um 328 just passed and uh i think it was like two days later they actually replayed super bowl 51 i was like oh okay cool 
Like, it, I mean, I appreciate that they didn't do it on 328, which I'm surprised they didn't. But let me just say, people up here, uh, people up here in Boston were, were super hyped to watch that game. Oh, I'm sure they were. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't play it on 328, mm-hmm. seeing how is, you know, the NFL's in the Patriots' pockets. Yeah, I said it. I said <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been rough. I mean, we have when you have Georgia, uh, of course, with the national title, um, the SEC title, a couple times that that's been just ripped away from us right out of our hands. Um, the Braves, I mean. The, the whole wild card and the uh, infield fly, and then the fact that in the 90s we had one of the best teams in the in the league, ended up with one World Series, um, and then and then the Falcons, of course, with the Super Bowl. But then, I mean, they've had more than just that. They've had the game with San Francisco. Uh, what was that 20, 2013, I believe, that they played San Francisco in the NFC title, and they came back after like we were up like seventeen points. I think I was at that game. Yeah, I believe you're right. When it was the Harbaugh Super Bowl, when it was the Ravens and the 49ers. Yep, it's it's rough. But I mean, Kevin, you know, I mean, you 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 you've been a fan just as long as I. Well, longer than I have. Everybody, my name's Kevin. Definitely a hometown Georgia guy here. Like John said, big UGA Falcons fan. Um, always supported the Hawks. When you landed, United came along. You know, just added them right to the list. So, if you're from the A, that's me, man. Um, it's it, it's been tough. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think right now with where we are, wishing and hoping we had any kind of sport. So, I, I really don't want to complain too much because we can all see how it can all be taken away from you just so quickly. But right now with Kirby Smart and what he's doing in Georgia, I'm really excited to, to see what's going on this year. Um, but it's definitely been – uh, you know, a little stressful in the past being a fan of who I'm a fan of, but just like any other thing, we'll take it one day at a time and keep moving. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think you'll agree that it's better to be a team that's almost at the top than a team that's always at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It de- definitely helps your your case a little bit more. You can walk around with your chest poked out a little bit more instead of a bag over your head, you know? Well, you, you, l- lucky we, we never turned into New Orleans fans where we had to completely <laughs> just, just completely disgraced about who we represented and who we gave our money to. I don't think it's gotten Dude, I hate that, that bad team. Yet. It's the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> hey, look, we're all agreeing on something. There we go. Hey, if there's one thing I know that me and Brandon will always agree on, it's that the Saints and the Buccaneers suck. Oh, dude, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for all of you listening out there, make sure you get on the social medias and tell us how much you hate the Saints and the Buccaneers. <laughs> yes, please. Please. We'll, we'll talk about it. We will absolutely bring that up. But uh, go go ahead, Brandon. Why don't you tell us why you why you hate the Bucks and the Saints so much? All right. Uh, so my name is Brandon. I'm a, I'm a little North Carolina dude. Um, grew up watching NASCAR, uh, raising hell and praising Dell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been a been a Panthers fan. I don't know since as long as I can remember. Been watching them uh, through all the heartbreaks and the winning seasons and the losing seasons. Never back to back, which is super fun. Um, I'm also, oddly enough, an OKC Thunder fan. I lived down right outside of Oklahoma City for about three years, and 
I'd watch the Westbrook Duran duo. I'd pay like twenty five bucks, get a ticket up in the nosebleeds, and uh, just drink shitty beer and watch watch them crush the NBA back then. Um, so it was a ton of fun. So I became a huge fan of them. College wise, I uh, I don't really have a favorite team, man. I grew up watching UNC Chapel Hill. That's uh, college basketball is a religion in North Carolina. So you you watch it during school, during March Madness. But uh, I never really had a huge team that I followed. I just enjoyed watching college basketball because it. And that in college football, it takes away from the stress of always being like, well, how's this affecting my team? And I can just sit down and watch a game and be like, man, like this is why I fell in love with sports again. I also uh, have a lot of those weird sports I follow a lot. Like I'm a big professional wrestling fan, been a professional wrestling fan since like literally the day. I, that's the first sport I remember watching and just falling in love with. I'm also a big skateboarding fan. Um, I'm excited to see him in the Olympics for the first time now in 2021. That's going to be super rad. Yeah, I'm excited for yeah, that, too. Yeah, that's going to be so cool, man. I've literally waited. I used to skateboard when yeah, I was younger. And I still skateboard almost every day, man. So A little. It's, uh, <laughs> it's still super cool, but yeah, I'm like kind of like the guy who probably watches all those weird sports. Um, but that's me. Yeah, I I mean, I definitely, I can I can feel you on the college thing because I, I'm I when I sit down and watch a college football game or even a college basketball game, I can just watch it and just appreciate it for what it is. And I think it's because there's so many more teams. There's so many more games. You know, there's only your conference games truly affect you. I mean, your top 25 games can affect you if you're a top 25 team or if you're trying to get into the top 25 team uh, game. I mean, uh, top 25 teams. Um, but you can sit down and probably watch in a Saturday six games that have zero effect on your team yeah which is i, th- I think it's a beautiful um, thing too because it's i also have this problem when i when i get into something dude like i'm all in so like the nfl no i don't care if it's the if it's the the browns playing the Bengals, dude i'm like how's this gonna affect the nfc south how's this gonna matter to the draft like i yep. I'm, I'm digging way too deep into it and uh and so college football and basketball for me is that thing where i'm just like all right, I can sit back, I can enjoy it, and just, like, genuinely, like, have a good time without stressing over it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, God bless America, boys, because uh, my family knows every Saturday in this household, <laughs> especially in the fall, it's going to start with college game day bright and early at 9 a.m. Yes, sir. And guess what? I'm going to watch the game that Hawaii's playing in that night. <laughs> they don't even kick off till midnight, <laughs> so you know what? All right. We got some finger foods. We got some appetizers. We got the grill going. Of course, we got the cooler of beer. So uh, anytime anyone's in town, go ahead and stop on by. But that's what we do. Well, it sounds like uh, Saturday is going to start being at uh, Kevin's house. I'll just hop on a I was was just about to say, I can tell you right now, Saturdays, when we do podcasts, they're definitely going to be at Kevin's house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just can't do it during the Georgia game because, you know, go ahead and ask my family. I tend to yell and curse quite loudly when they don't do what I like for them to. <laughs> so might have to wait till, you know, like we're talking about one of those other games. But for sure, man, what welcome to have you guys over. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do this college football Southern style. Yes, sir. Saturday's down south, baby. We're watching NASCAR race Sunday in between. Oh, yes. Beforehand. I'm down for that, too. Um, so now you guys know a little bit about, you know, who you guys are listening to. Um, we're going to talk about a couple things. Like I said, there's not much going on in sports, but, um, we've got a couple of things we want to talk about. Um, 
since Brandon, you know, being a Carolina fan, um, want you to touch on this one most definitely. Where do you where do you guys think Cam Newton is going to be going from here now that he's gone from Carolina? Um, there's a lot of teams out there, I think, that can receive him, but where do you guys think he's going to ultimately end up? So I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see. There's a bunch of teams out there that have already got the starting quarterback. They've already got their guy for for this upcoming season. So I think you have to look at it and be like, what teams are, are logical? For me, I'm, I'm saying it's – I'm going with the Chargers, and that's what you know I feel like most everyone's going with. Um, but I, I definitely think the Chargers are the best bet right now. And you might even have someone like the Jaguars, Gardner Minshew, played decent last year, but he wasn't always consistent. Like, as rad as that dude looks, you want to win football games. Um, so I think if I was picking a team, it would be one of those two. And for a short-term contract is, is a huge thing, too. I don't, he's not going to get a five-year contract hey. anywhere. Jack, Jacksonville's good, bro. The stash is back. Hey, hey we'll see. We'll see. I, I love the dude. He's my favorite. Like, you know, I'm all about it. Uh, what you got, Kevin? Who you think is where, who you think's going to get old Cammy? Yeah, I mean, like Brandon said, the Chargers just kind of seem like the perfect fit. Just kind of seems like everything is coming together. You know, Phillip Rivers going to the Colts. The Chargers just coming out with their new logo a couple couple days ago. Um, you guys can uh, tell us what you guys think about that down in the comments, but we uh, we won't discuss that nastiness on here. Anyways, <laughs> um, I, I I just think the the Chargers are the the team that everybody's thinking. Um, you know, originally before before Foles went to Chicago, I was thinking the Bears would have been a really really great fit, just for what it seemed like the Bears were trying to do. Um, it seemed like if, you know, Mr. Trubisky was a little bit more mobile that they could have really had, you know, a good season. They, they mm-hmm. were in a lot of really close games, a lot of games that came down to the wire where, unfortunately, he just couldn't make the play that they needed. So, you know, I, I, I thought that, but again, that's, that, that's not what it is. Um, so, you know, like Brandon said, it, it, I, I think it's going to have to be probably really the Chargers is the safe bet. Um, he threw out a good good thing for the Jaguars as well. I don't think Garden Minshew is going to be the guy for them down there. Um, you also have other places Ooh, like I the think, Dolphins. What are they going to? Yeah, the Dolphins is going to be interesting. I mean, everyone's saying they're going to draft quarterback first round, but what if what if they pick up Cam for two years and and they draft someone else and kind of begin building building you know some solid positions elsewhere and then kind of just keep Cam for a bit and. And see what happens from there. Well, and that's kind of that's kind of what's going on. I mean, with Cam, you know, again, I'm, I'm I'm sure you guys have seen those workout videos that he's been putting out. The, the guy's an absolute jack muffin, like Jesus, dude. <laughs> he's a beast. I mean, I I've never seen a damn quarterback that's just. I mean, what is he? Six six. He's two thirty five, and he's just completely. Let me ripped. tell you. Every time I've um, seen, you know, I, I don't know if he's completely healthy. Cam Newton play in person. He he is huge compared to every single player on the on the field. Linebackers, safeties, running backs, linemen, everyone else. He this is huge compared to all of them. It's just absurd. He's he's a massive dude. He's in shape. I think Panthers, in a way, did make a mistake cutting him. But I, uh, I, yeah, like Kevin's saying, like Cam's been working hard, and he literally said on Instagram, he's like, they gave up on me, so he is ready to come back and just fight for that position. Well, I mean, there, there's so many quarterbacks again 
just free agents right now, you know, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, I mean, just to name a few. But then you have all of these quarterbacks that are coming in through the the draft. I mean, of course, we all think, number one, Joe Burrow is going to go to the Bengals. Okay, so you take Joe Burrow's out of it. You still have three or four really good quarterbacks. There's two at Tagovailoa, uh, Justin Herbert out of Oregon. You know, I, I mean, there's there's so many different options that these teams can go, and I think that that's where all of all of this this news is coming from right now. With with no news being really created, it's just all the different options that could happen, and if. If, if all the stars align for what team and what's going to actually happen is what we're really trying to And I think to we also out. have to figure out who's going to gonna tank for Trevor next year. I think that's an important uh, factor to throw in there. Oh, oh good. <laughs> like, like Kevin said, there's a lot there's, – there's, there's so much there, – there's so little news, real news coming out of sports now. There's a lot – There's that forces more speculation. So, of course – being me, I speculate a lot. So I started. I did the same thing. I said, "Okay, where is Cam Newton going to go?" And and like you guys said, you know, you looked at L.A. first, and you looked at um, maybe even Washington with Ron Rivera up there. Um, but I looked at Miami, and I said, "Well, what about Miami?" I because I, everybody has them, of course. Like you said, Joe Burrow's going to Cincinnati, and then Tua is the second-rated quarterback going to Miami. Well you're investing in basically the same quarterback because Cam Newton has been injured since what about 2017 and Tua has not been the same quarterback that he was when he beat Georgia in the national title and or I'm sorry the year after that when he beat Georgia in the SEC title and then when he went on to beat Clemson in the national title um but he's not that same quarterback and it's been evident through the last uh year of his, of his, what was it? He played one or two years. Um, he played, I mean, he played three or four years. I can't remember. Three. Three, yeah. So the one year that he came out, or before he came out, it wasn't the great, it wasn't nearly as good as his first two. And it was primarily because of injuries. So when you look at Cam Newton and his injuries, you go, okay, but that's, granted, it's been, a lot of it has been in the 2017, 2018, 19 season. But overall, he's been a great quarterback. He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. He knows an offense. And you, he's from Georgia. So remember Todd Gurley, when, when Atlanta picked him up, before he picked him up, um, I believe it was him and Julio that had a conversation. And he said that he was either trying to come back to Atlanta or to Miami. So boys from Georgia, when they want to come home, when they have an opportunity and they want to come home, they choose Atlanta or Miami because they're so close. I, I mean, Cam Newton, he could go home. He could be back in Miami. Miami's probably got – I think they have the money to go get Cam Newton if if Cam Newton was willing to take a contract to offer. But, I mean, it wouldn't be that out of the realm of, of possibilities for him to go to Miami and, and for it to make sense because then they're left with a second round – I mean, a second overall draft pick that they can either trade – for a good receiver, good running back, or go draft a good receiver, draft a good running back, you know, Jerry Judy out of Alabama, someone like that. So, I mean, it's interesting to think about if you were to go to Miami. I think it's really funny what you said. You know, the Georgia guys, when they want to come home, they either want to go to Atlanta or Miami, but you clearly skipped over Jacksonville. So what's up with that, John? No, I mean, 
the I think the Miami <laughs> part of it, I think the Miami part, the reason why they want to go to Miami is because not only are you still very close to home, you're also in Miami. Like Jacksonville's great, but it's not Miami. So and not only that, but Jacksonville and Miami both are relatively when you look at their years overall other than excluding the obvious one season for Miami where they went completely undefeated. Outside of that, Jacksonville and Miami relatively have been the same team. So do you want to go to a real shitty team in Jacksonville or do you want to go to a real shitty team in Miami? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to pick Miami. If you're going to suck, I guess you want the nightlife to be somewhat entertaining. Yeah, and you're what? I mean, I don't know how far Jacksonville right now. I, I can't. I don't know off the top of my head how far Jacksonville is from Miami. But even if it's like three extra hours, if I'm three extra hours away from home and I'm in Miami, I'm okay with that. So yeah, well, it's a, it's a couple hundred miles, but like like you said, I mean, I still think I'd rather be on South Beach instead of you know wrestling Gators in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So, other than Cam Newton, there's not much going on. Um, uh, Every ESPN update I seem to get seems to be just an update telling me that there's old stuff on TV, Um, which is great. I mean, I'm not complaining. I I watch the old stuff, so. Did you you guys hear about that there's apparently talks? You know, again, the, the Cowboys got the franchise tag on Dak, and he apparently didn't really want to sign it. Um, and now the two sides are going back into conversation again. So I, I, oh, I think really? the Cowboys are making a lot of moves. Um, I mean, it, it was reported by Laura Lola of Yahoo Fantasy Football. But, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of four years and around $40 million in hmm. is tax looking for. I mean, it looked like it may get signed. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the, the whole corona pandemic has, has, has put some delays and stalls in it. Um, but, I mean, there, there's a little bit of stuff trickling out every now and again. Um, the Cowboys did go out and get Greg Zerlin from the Rams and Don Terry Poe, who, you know, again, he was here for a couple of years. He also went to Carolina. So, Brandon, you're familiar with him. I, I, I like Don Terry Poe. So, I think that was two kind of good pickups for the Cowboys and still trying to lock up. You know, their franchise quarterback, all with the new head coach coming in. I mean, we'll hear about it from Cowboy fans for, like, what, the next three years, and then they'll still lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the best Cowboy oh, yeah, team to ever definitely. exist was in Little Giants, so. <laughs> um, um, speaking of Little Giants, um, there was an Instagram post that uh, Kevin came across and uh, shared with me. It was a uh, – a number one overall draft pick. If you had the number one overall draft pick, who would you draft? And it had, uh, I think it was like 10 pictures. Um, and it had just a bunch of movie characters from football teams, um, from football movies. Um, so we're going to, we're going to, we've picked our players. We're going to tell you who we picked. Um, and Kevin, Kevin's going to run through the players on here so you guys can know. But we're going to post it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so you guys can vote. Let us know. Um, and and we'll, we'll respond on there and let you guys and, and give you some responses. But, Kevin, let us – so tell everyone kind of the players that, that were on there. So um, starting out, 
uh, Joe Kingman, who was played by The Rock, and uh, that was in the movie, the Disney movie, The Game Plan. Um, and then you got two Richard characters with uh, Adam Sandler and, of course, Nelly with Paul Crew and Beckett. Uh, you got your Tom Hanks playing Chris Jump. Can't go wrong with old FG there. Uh, we also got the Water Boy, Bobby Boucher. Mama. Uh, then on the uh, bottom row, you got old Any Given Sunday, Willie Beeman there. Um, Shane Falco from The Legend the himself. There's also Ice Box from The Little Giants. Jonathan Moxon from Varsity Blues. And then you got the Michael B. Jordan character. He played uh, Vince Howard in Friday Night Light. So, like John said, you got 10 pretty good drafts there. We're, we're looking for your number one draft pick. So, uh, Brandon, who, who are you taking for your number Oh, 100% one? Shane Falco. Shane Falco. Yeah. Why All Shane? Right, so, look at so hey, check I'm it not out. mad. Who has the number I'm one draft pick? I'm not mad at it. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. What does Cincinnati lead? need? A leader. And what is Shane Falco? A leader. <laughs> a leader. Hills. Chicks dig scars. Glory lasts forever. It's been an honor sharing the field of battle with you. What else does Cincinnati need besides the leader bringing that to the field to show his men that he's ready to go and win in the NFL? I mean, I can't argue with that. You're not wrong. He did, the man's got close. And you know what? That, that's sometimes all you need. Like, look at look at Ray Lewis. What did he give before every game? What did Luke Keekley give before every game? Those speeches make a difference. Well, Ray Lewis gave murder before probably. every game. Or was that after? <laughs> 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 oh, no, man. I'm kidding. I love Ray Lewis. I don't think he did it either. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, everybody. The glove didn't fit. Allegedly. Uh, oh, man. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Who, who, who are you picking? Well... I think I'm going to take the uh, old boss man himself, Mr. Bobby Boucher, down out of the bayou. Hey. And, uh, I mean, look, are we really going to argue with Mama? Because Mama said you're <laughs> fucking wrong, and he's right. So does she right? come with the draft pick or no? Uh, like, is she, I, I mean, is she, look. Is she part of the draft pick or no? <laughs> it's, it's a package I'm, deal. Look, I'm going to assume they come together. I mean, have you ever seen them without Mama? All right. I have. All right. How much you signed? So, how much you signed? I, I, I mean, I just Mama's don't see. I mean, look. <laughs> look, he's the only one that we can really pick. I mean, you know, going through everybody else, what do you see? All I see is they can do one thing. Bobby Boucher is the most versatile player on this list, okay? He can completely hammer a defense, and he's a kicker. I mean, do oh, we I mean, need look, to run the it, tape back? Do we need to run the tape back? Water doesn't suck, boys. To, uh, to Cincinnati, though, that's the question. Oh. Hey, as long as we bring some of that igloo water, we're good. Hold on now. You're asking Mama to move to Cincinnati to let her boy play hey, foosball. Bro, look, I'm bringing up facts here. Facts. That's what I'm saying. Hey, look. They're only ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong, Colonel Sanders. Oh, man. So I, I think I have to argue with you on the on – the, on the, that he's the most versatile player. I think it's Forrest, and that's why I'm going with Forrest. The man is going to run forever. Now, that is a, that may be a problem in and of itself because he may not literally stop. He, he's proven that. 
But overall, who's going to stop him? I mean, you can't get in front of that man. I mean, Luke Keekley's retired, so he, I mean, he's got a chance now. It, I, <laughs> exactly, and unless Bobby Boucher's in the game, Forrest Gump's running through everybody because he's going to get Jenny. No, I respect that. <laughs> he's going to get Jenny. <laughs> Aiden, Jenny, or not, she he does not care. Oh, I respect man. that. You got to give it. I think Forrest. it's a great choice. I, I, I really don't think with, uh, you know, all of these incredible, um, real and some made up human beings, I, I don't think we really have any wrong choice here. Uh, but three great picks. For yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to post the uh, picture to Instagram. We're going to post it to Twitter, Facebook. So you guys get on there, post, you know, who you guys would have picked, why you guys would have picked him. And, and like we said, we'll, we'll put a response up there. Um, before we log off, though, there was, we got to talk about the most hated man in the NFL because the man just grew a pair, a gigantic pair. Kevin, please inform everybody what the man has done. All right. So basically what happened, all of the general managers, I'm sure head coaches, the, the training you know, staff and, and uh, you know, recruiting talent uh, people, they, they wrote a, a – somewhat of, I guess, of a petition to Roger Goodell asking him to push back the draft because they were not ready for this right now. They, they haven't been able to travel, you know, of course, with the, the virus that's going around. They haven't been able to have guys in their building. People aren't meeting face-to-face um, with, with social distancing. So the GM got together. They wrote this letter to Roger Goodell pretty much asking him to push back the draft. Um, and again, I urge you guys to go to Adam Scheffler's Twitter account where he posts the memo that was sent out. But basically, Roger Goodell pretty much told these guys to suck it up and the draft's moving on. Um, he goes into your Wi-Fi or video conferencing or even your telephone lines updated that uh, you should go ahead and do that. You've got about 30 days to get that done. Um, I, I don't know how everybody else feels about this. I think this was a completely ballsy move by the commissioner. He literally told 32 billionaires to go screw. <laughs> um, I think it's absolutely hilarious. And, and then even to top it off on that, the very last paragraph basically says, and if you want to go to the media about this, there, there will be discipline handed down. As well. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, what, what do you guys think about, you know, just Goodell out here swinging them hard, man? I mean, he just does not care. And I, I got to say, I, I kind of like it. I enjoy it. It's refreshing. Um, you know, I'd like to tell 32 billionaires to go shove them, you know, I mean, you know, I, I feel the same way pretty much. You know, Roger Goodell is he's, – he's taking the show and saying, hey, look, we have to – we can't stop the draft. We're going to make it happen. You guys can't have an excuse. And – it's, it's got to move forward, whether you need to go upgrade your internet or you need to go buy a better whatever computer, router. I don't know. Like, he's taking out all the questions and saying, hey, like, the fans need something right now. Nothing is happening in the world of sports, and we're going to be the ones to deliver. So, you know what? He's making sure that happens, and I think it is really the best move that he could have done. Instead of being like, oh, well, you know, we may not have the technical stuff we need, so we, we'll just postpone the draft. Like, we're postponing everything else in professional sports. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's something that 
can go on and, and it doesn't have to stop just because of this coronavirus thing. And it's something that I really, like you said, I think will really bring the sports world kind of back together, um, give everybody something to kind of tune into that's exciting. And, uh, you know, you get to see these great athletes go on and, and hope or hoping to do great things in the NFL. Um, and I think, and what, I think it'll probably last for, uh, how long does it normally last? Like what, five days or something like that? And I mean, honestly, like how much fun is it going to be if in my mind, it, they're going to be like making these calls from the war room, dude. Like you're going to, tune into a war room and see all these guys around a table, like coming up with a plan to do this. And it's going to give a whole different dynamic to what the NFL is like a deeper layer that we're going to actually finally see into. We've seen it in the draft a little bit, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and something different instead of Roger Goodell handing out a number one Jersey to, to dudes. And it's going to, it's going to bring that, that bit of fun to it. So, well, I think the real interesting part about all this is it's not even going to be really in the war room. I mean, these guys are going to be in a hotel or in some kind of some person's house or something like that. I mean, let's not forget they're not even allowed to be at the facility. All NFL mm-hmm. facilities are closed right now. It's not even be, you know, the Falcons aren't going to be in Flowery Branch. Where are they going to be? Are they going to be in Arthur Blank's basement or something? You know, putting this together. And are they going to have their other Know, groups of people who, who would have technically been there, are they going to have them stationed throughout the city and kind of just video and conference to, to, to put this together? I mean, I think we're completely going on unprecedented ground where we really haven't done this before, and I think it is really interesting to see how all the teams you know, make this work. But I will say one thing is we need to watch out for the Patriots because however they oh do this... Oh my god, you ain't lying. Truth. You ain't lying. No, I mean, I think it's going to be cool. Like like you guys said, with the facility shut down and everybody working from a hotel room, it will be cool because there will be no, you know, shots of fans. Well, um, they, they may – no, there should – no, there will be no shots of fans probably because they, you won't be able to gather. So there will be no shots of fans. There will be no, no – oh, here comes the player walking up, getting his jersey and blah, 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 all that. It's just going to be different shots of each team whenever it's their turn to pick. It's just going to be shots of their, like you said, hotel room or house or whatever, and they'll just have like a camera that's you'll just see them talking and, uh, and, and on the phone and messing with paperwork and, you know, what they're doing. Hope, maybe they'll get some the interviews. The draft players and their families, the draft players and their families as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to be definitely a dumbed-down kind of version, but I think we are going to get more of that behind this kind of yep. It's going to be very cool. and Yeah, so I, before we get off of here, though, guys, it just came across uh, a couple hours ago, man, and I know we've been updating it kind of every podcast throughout the weeks, but it does look like the Khabib-Tony Ferguson fight at UFC 49 will be delayed for a fifth time. Shit. This is the fifth time that something has happened when a Khabib and Tony Ferguson fight was uh, on contract, ready to happen. Um, I got to tell you, I was looking really, really forward to this fight, this card. It was a really great card uh, from top to bottom. Um, right now, they're saying that Khabib cannot get out of Russia again due to the coronavirus. Of course, we've seen you know Dana White come out. 
over the, at least the last two or three weeks saying that he will fight, make this fight happen no matter what. Um, unless they're going to Russia, it does not look like this fight's going to happen. They have offered another opponent to Tony Ferguson. It is unclear whether he has accepted that fight or not for that same April 18th date. But just a little, you know, updates for you guys. Uh, this one kind of hurts, but, you know, again, what are you going to do? We, we've all kind of had to take a step back and really kind of prioritize what's going on with the virus and everything. But this one hurts because this was going to be a great fight. Everybody's been looking forward to this for a while. And like I said, this is the fifth knot that been postponed or canceled. Yeah, that's a shame, man. It's, everything's dropping. Everything. Um, well, before we get off, uh, let's leave you with a little, um, I guess, a little shine of light. That's um, this, uh, this is interesting, at least. Um, just came across at 241. Uh, the Steelers add two more players from the XFL. Um, they added a D-end, Dwayne Hendricks, and linebacker slash LS, which I assume, I guess, is long snapper. Um, hold on, I'm pulling it back up now. Um, Christian Kuntz. Oh, and, oh, and Hey, safety. now, we can't say those words. Hey, that's, that's what it said. Maybe it's Kuntz, but it's K-U-N-T-Z, so... Uh, and then we can't uh, say those first. Safety Tyree Kennel to one year contract. Um, uh, Kuntz. Oh, oh, yeah, it is Kuntz. It's Christian Kuntz because I've actually heard that name before. Oh, yeah. You hear that now. Yeah, well, because he says he actually spent time with the Steelers in last year's training camp. I actually have heard that name. Um, Hendricks uh, used to play at Pitt. Um, the trio of signings brings the total of former XFL players with the Steelers to five, joining defensive tackle Kayvon Walker and offensive tackle Jaron Jones. Wow, Steelers really going out and getting them some XFL players. Yeah, they need somebody with the way they played last year. Okay, uh, <laughs> he ain't wrong. Um, Everybody's quiet on it. You can't even argue it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, especially after that whole Le'Veon Bell thing. And Antonio Brown. Thing. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. Um, oh. Yeah, that's true. And I saw something. Now, I don't know if this was a real quote. I, I'm still trying to confirm this. And I, I implore everybody who hears this to please confirm this. But apparently Antonio Brown put out a quote because there is actually video of somebody asking Julio if they would want Antonio Brown to come to Atlanta. And he, you know, of course, was like, no, nah, we're good. We're good here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there was a quote that it showed Antonio Brown under, and it said that he said that something to the effect that he was better than Julio Jones and that he's the best receivers uh, around, best receiver all time, something like that. So I was like, is this man trying to go at Julio Jones? Because that's not a good idea because he really – I. I think stat-wise, and I mean, when you look at him player-wise, I think Julio Jones is a better receiver, but that's just me. Yeah, he's going to have a problem going after Julio like that because the Atlanta faithful will for sure make him do that. I haven't really heard about the whole mission too much, but I did hear a brutal come out the other day and he was on I want to say it was Get Up uh, I may be wrong on that but he was doing an interview and you know again he's been asked about AP coming with 
relationship that Tom Brady had, and now that Brady's down in Tampa, was AB going to follow? And Bruce Arians pretty much said there's not enough room for him on this team, that they don't want his ego, They and he will not be a Buccaneer. So I thought that that was really, really telling that, you know, AB's been there, done that with AB. He, he doesn't want that on, on his team. He's got a new um, – I think he's got a really good regime down there right now, Bruce Arians does, and especially going out and getting the GOAT. I mean, I feel like you've got to roll your dice a little bit, but he is not willing to dice with AP at all. Good. I don't blame him. <laughs> um, well, all right, guys, that's that's it for today. That's all we got. Not much. Just a little intro to who we are. Um, like we said, we'll be posting that um, – that little that that top that number one draft pick post we'll be posting that to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So follow us on those accounts. Also post post a comment on those on that post. Post a comment on any of our posts. We will talk about them if you guys drop an opinion or whatever we post. If you guys drop an opinion, if you guys drop you know a fact on it or, or anything like that, we'll we'll call you out and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. So um, like I said, follow us, comment, like. Subscribe and listen. Guys, just listen to the sports podcast. Thanks. We'll see you.